Okay, uh, welcome everybody to this episode of the Book Marketing Success Podcast. Today, I have, I have an incredible guest, Mustafa Amar. Uh, he's the author of a new book called Time to Move On, The Seven Career Myths Keeping You from Finding Your Dream Job and What to Do About It. And he has this amazing thing to talk about in terms of career shape-shifting. He's been an amazing career shapeshifter of his own, going from being a pharmacist to a diplomat in China, Malawi, and the UN, also uh, being an investment banker in the uh, Asian Infrastructure Bank, and now a coach and a book author. Mustafa, I want you to talk today a little bit about career shapeshifting both in terms of what you did, but also how other people can follow your example and have the same kind of success sure. as you've had. Sure. Thank you, John. It's really a pleasure being with you today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm such a big fan for a long time. And uh, when I was transitioning from my third life to my fourth life, uh, <laughs> I got introduced to your work, your book, and many other things that really transformed me. Uh, me. Uh, so let's say in reincarnation uh, vocabulary, I lived uh, uh, five career lives. Uh, I started uh, my first life as a pharmacist uh, out of passion for chemistry. Uh, the moment I graduated as a pharmacist, I knew that this is not for me. And uh, I really wanted to have uh, another career. And uh, after a year and a half of reflecting, praying and meditating, um, I got into diplomacy. Uh, I took three years and a half while working as a pharmacist, preparing myself to be a diplomat. Uh, luckily enough, with all the challenges, um, uh, all you know, people discouraging you from achieving your dreams, uh, uh, I did it. Uh, I got chosen as one of twenty uh, or thirty diplomats out of two thousand uh, contestants. Um, I enjoyed ten years of diplomacy. So I work in Malawi, as you, as you mentioned, and in, in the UN, in New York, also in China. Uh, and in China, at some point, I thought I reached the peak of my career. Um, I got into also a transitional period where I'm asking always myself the question of what's next. Uh, the answer came through investment banking. So I moved to a multinational development bank. Uh, it's very similar to the World Bank. And it, it was in its first year of operation, 2016. So I was so lucky to be in a startup multinational development bank. So uh, learn a lot about how to build a, an MDB or a multinational development bank, uh, how to put policy, uh, how to find business, you know, across the whole map. So we were in China. So I was traveling um, uh, in Asia, in Latin America, in the Middle East, in Europe to find projects. It was a very interesting period. Uh, and I thought doing my MBA during that time would, you know, uh, uh, inform me and, and, you know, help me to grow more in my career. But what happened is doing an MBA is like knocking on different doors. So you're exploring different possibilities of yourself in the future. And I decided after four years that, okay, I'm leaving both banking and diplomacy because I was still on leave from uh, diplomacy and I start my own business. Uh, and this is how I came up with the idea of ship shifting. So I saw myself reinventing myself uh, a few times, uh, very drastic transitions, very drastic career change. And I learned the hard way 
first of all, how to bust and debunk some of those myths that we used to believe in. And secondly, how to capitalize on my experiences and transfer my skills with me wherever uh, I go. Uh, of course, I would jump into, uh, you know, in, in the next few minutes, we jump into shape shifting and how we define that. Well, I mean, you are an amazing shapeshifter. All the things you've done and been successful in uh, is really an inspiration to a lot of people. And you tell your story in your book, uh, but you know, the whole idea of, you know, you started off with your book being all about time to move on. You need to yes. think about, is there another career you want to do? Is there something yes. you want to do differently than what you've been doing? And even within, say you're working in a corporation, you can still career shapeshift and stay exactly. in that corporation. There are a lot of people that have done a, a wide variety of jobs in different corporations or small exactly. businesses and so on. And I really think that it's a great opportunity. I think almost every book author is ultimately a career shapeshifter because exactly. they didn't start off as book authors. Exactly, exactly. And and the, the call to be a shapeshifter is, is a call to go back to our human nature. So uh, if we look back into history, so human history, all the civilization in the past were characterized by the abundant number of shapeshifters, or we call them polymath. And polymath was somebody who has in-depth knowledge in different domains and in different industries, or able to connect the dots between and you know among those uh, industries uh if we look back at you know the old egypt uh, if you go back to the greek civilization the roman the renaissance man or, or woman every single civilization is characterized by that big number of polymath or shapeshifter what happened is the last 200 years for uh, very several reasons uh people were somehow forced for specialization towards specialization and that actually is, is, is helping the whole economy to be more productive. And it's understood from that point of view. But then also, if we look back at the last three and a half or four years since the pandemic, um, you know, there are some economic trends like the great resignation, uh, quite quitting, where millions of people are leaving their jobs willingly without any alternative. And uh, when I look at, you know, those data research, look at reasons behind this, um it was like people got some time to spend on their own you know we are locked down we are just at home for some time so people started figuring out that this is not what we sign up for like okay i've been here in this industry for 10 15 20 years and it's enough and enough means maybe they don't know where to where to head but enough means enough right um and i see the reasons if like people want to go back to their human nature which is being shapeshifter. If I would argue, I would say that specialization is for ants and bees, but <laughs> humans are created to be shapeshifters. It's a real part of it, I think. And it's, I think one of the motivations for certainly people like me that write books, that when we started writing books, it was just an opportunity to move into another area exactly. and uh, explore more deeply and i know i'm sort of a shapeshifter because you know i'm known for writing books on how to market books yes. but you know i have 
about 40 books I'm working on and they're in a wide range of fields. And exactly, <laughs> you know, it, it's the kind of thing that you just want to explore your human nature, as you say. And that means that you want to move out into different areas. Exactly. How does, if you're stuck in an ordinary job, uh, something like that, how do you shape shift? How do you start that process? Well, I think the first the first step is to start disbelieving in those myths, uh, which I mentioned in the book. And I'll just give a few examples. Uh, so, for example, uh, the supreme specialist myth. We just talk about shape shifting, which is the con the the other side of of being a specialist. Also, a myth called "It's too late to change." Right. So, I've I've seen a lot of people around like saying, "Oh, I wish if I could, but it's too late for me." Um, Another myth, which uh, I, I like to call, uh, it's every change is a sunk cost. So if I change, it means that I left all those skills or the status, the power that they have in that industry, I'm starting from scratch. So once you start busting a myth by a myth, one by one, it's a kind of releasing, you know, the, your career breaks. It's like, you know, you are going full speed without, uh, you know, pushing uh, ahead. But what I, I want to ask here is first step, start disbelieving those myths. Uh, the book is helpful in this. The second step is to do an orientation process. And uh, I would just give an example of, of our orientation. And let's, for example, imagine that uh, we are driving a car together for thousands of miles. Um, I assume we need three essential elements to reach our destination. Uh, number one, enough gas. Number two, GPS tracker. Number three, a final destination we just put at the end, right? Uh, without enough gas, we run out of gas at some point somewhere in the middle. We wouldn't know how to continue forward. And without a GPS tracker, we will get lost somewhere in the middle, maybe dozens or even hundreds of times. You, maybe you will never get to your destination, your final destination, right? And the final destination is... Is, is you really needed to put it in the in the GPS because there's no benefit of having a GPS, right? Uh, and you need you need to put that final the address. So let's apply this to on our careers, our our life. Enough gas means enough passion for whatever you're doing. Because if you don't have enough passion, you will stop somewhere in the middle. Uh, the symptoms may be looking something like burnout or lack of productivity or many, many other symptoms. But if you go back and look at the root causes, it's a lack of passion for whatever you're doing. Uh, number two, your GPS are your values. The majority, many people work in places that the values of the corporations or the corporates is, is not in line with their values. Some other people are working somewhere and they don't know their values quite well. So if your career doesn't satisfy your values, you will get lost somewhere in the middle. And a final address, uh, a mistake that a lot of people do is they don't really spend enough time on understanding and visualizing their ideal lifestyle. Let's say five years from now, uh, where I want to live, you know, what's my ideal house? Uh, uh, how is my ideal working day looks like? How is my ideal weekend looks like? And um, if we imagine those are like three circles together, your top passions, your top uh, core values, and also a final destination, they would intersect somewhere in the middle. And this is you, where you want to be in, in, in the coming, I don't know, five years or so. This is where you want to spend some time. 
So I see the first step is to bust the myth. Second step is to have a proper orientation. In your own life, you, you had some transitions that took uh, several years yes. and some transitions that seemed like they just took a, a month or two. Um, I presume that that depends on how firmly you decided that, oh, I want to exactly. move on. And uh, you had an opportunity somewhere exactly. to move on. I mean, in my own career, at one point, I was, you know, teaching. And then yeah. suddenly I, I got an opportunity to work with a friend and he needed help on marketing. And exactly. that's where I learned marketing. Open all the doors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I was just helping my friend out. And uh, that, of course, ultimately led to me writing the book, A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, because exactly. uh, I learned marketing, helping a friend start up a small toy and gift company. And so I didn't really, you know, but all along in my life, I've always wanted to be a writer. Uh, even before college, that was sort of my desire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I ever would have always defined it that way. Oh, I want to write books or so on. But uh, it's something that does happen. And exactly. It's, it's interesting in my own mind. I can write nonfiction books up to yin yang, <laughs> but if it's fiction, I get to, a, you know, a thousand words and I'm done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I'm going, okay, that was a short story. That wasn't the novel. Um, exactly. And I think if I really sat down and spent the time to learn the craft of writing a novel, I could probably do it. Yeah. But I don't really have the passion for it. Like you said, the one of the first steps yes. is you you yes. have to have a passion. You have to decide. I mean, exactly. you know, you started off as a pharmacist and you said, nah, I think I'm bored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I love Very science, heavy. but this wasn't quite right for me. And then you moved into what many people would say is a completely different field, uh, being a, a diplomat. And you know, spending the time to learn the process. And yeah. then, you know, I, you said it took you a year and a half to finally, uh, you know, be, you know, you were raising your hand, but you were also learning things. And exactly. I think that that's part of it. Uh, if you want a Great. career shapeshift, you probably have to spend some time reading books, studying other people, exactly. Uh, exactly. being under their mentorship and so on. And you, you uh, I think you write about it. Well, in your book, you thank some of the people that helped you in your journey in writing the book. And you obviously chose some incredible mentors like Jack Canfield and Ivan Meisner and other people that helped you to become a book author and hopefully now a successful book author. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, I mean, the idea of like when you want to learn a skill and by learning how to shapeshift quicker and more efficient, there's no time to waste on learning something for 10 years. You really have to learn very fast. Um, so if, if you, if you want to shapeshift in, in one life, uh, six, seven lives, then uh, the, the span of five to seven, maximum 10 years for each uh, career is, is enough. And I thought by starting, uh, the moment I started learning about uh, how can I write uh, a book and I thought if I want to write a book, 
I don't want to write a book that just my parents read and, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to write a book that is impactful, that really helps people. Um, and then I asked a nice question, how to learn fast uh, the craft and how to write a book, how to market the book. Um, and then somehow I got introduced to Jack and Field work, uh, uh, Steve Harrison, they did a lot of work together. Uh, of course, Ivan Meisner and many other authors. And then luckily I got also introduced to your work. So I started thinking, writing uh, a, a good book, marketing a, a good book from day one. And it's a, it's a process that, you know, you, you get to evolve and learn a lot. So 100% three years ago, I, I'm, I wasn't close enough to what I'm doing right now. But then by time, learning from the best people, you can learn so fast, so efficient and use your pool of skills that you have with you they will never disappear you know they will always transfer with you in many forms and adds up to them i think every author is forced to become a career shapeshifter not just in because they become a writer but they also at some point have to understand at least a little bit about how to market their books and how to go about essentially becoming a business person as well, whether you're selling the rights to a publisher or you're self-publishing or using one of the other options out there. Um, you're, you're not just a writer. 100%. You become and by a being a shapeshifter, you are, you're, you know, you are creating more options for you, right? More choices for you. And you are enjoying doing different things around the same time. Uh, rather than just being a specialist in one tiny specialization are not able to scale a business or, or write in, in out of your expertise. As you said, you've, you've written dozens of books in many different right domains and you're still enjoying. Uh, so, yes. And, you know, part of my journey was uh, just uh, going from writing books to marketing them and then, yes. you know, about halfway through or eh, probably not exactly halfway through the internet came about and yeah. all of a sudden marketing opened up in a way that it hadn't before uh, yeah. because you could reach people around the world which you know i've done with you i've done yeah. with other people i have clients around the world um people in india south africa you in italy right now in egypt uh, Australia, uh, Switzerland, Russia, etc. People that uh, I've worked with because the internet came about and opened up all kinds of doors. But then you mm -hmm. learn another set of skill sets and you become a podcaster, you become a speaker, things like that. I mean, when I first started speaking, I was, I had fluttery stomach you know i was ready to throw up you know or something yes. like that but yes. now i i kick people off the stage so i can get on <laughs> you know? and so you have to keep in a sense shape-shifting it, it's almost forced on you uh yes. through technological advance through the desires of what you want to do exactly. and if you're a writer exactly you want to reach out and exactly. you have to figure out, okay, how do I get people to read my incredible book? Exactly, exactly. In and, your and case, you said it's it. called, let me just make a little pitch for you, Time sure. to Move On. 
<laughs> and you can see it up there over his uh, right shoulder, uh, his book there. And, you know, that's really part of the whole thing is that you really do, you know, I think your book, Time to Move On, you're, you're basically saying, yes, you know, every once in a while, it's time to move on. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you just said it uh, a few minutes ago that you were taking opportunities. You were, you were helping a friend in marketing and, and somehow that opened up, you know, a, a whole big door and opportunity for you. So also one of the virtues of shapeshifters is they can smell the opportunity. You know, they, they can <laughs> see the opportunity from far away, if I would say. And um, take the small opportunity. Don't bother uh trying to forecast how that will have an impact on your career but just enjoy the learning opportunity that you're having and i assume this is a universal law for the universe uh, that the universe doesn't send you the big opportunity unless send you a smaller one if you take on the smaller one benefit from it and learn from it grow you will be able to get the bigger opportunity somewhere down the road but if you don't if you ignore uh, the small opportunity if you don't take it you're not prepared to see even the other opportunity when it comes uh so i i see this as a law that keep repeating itself and uh, always having this exploration phase of you know taking on smaller opportunities as you said why not if if i want to learn a bit about a specific skill like ai why not just to go out and read three best-selling books about it and just get a course in Stanford uh, uh, about it and get to learn a bit and, and see how that can benefit you. Um, if it helps in many ways, that's fine. If it doesn't help, no knowledge is, you know, will, will disappear. You will, you will have it with you. So I, I see this as a virtue of all shapeshifter. They always try to sniff around for opportunities, even if they are very, very small. Well, you know, I wrote the book, A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, but I didn't yeah. stop there. I mean, I've spent, yeah. like you, I've read a lot, a lot of books. I've taken a lot of courses. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on just learning the new things, the things that the new technologies and so on. I'm still in the beginning stages of learning how AI can make a difference. Yes. But, you know, almost everyone I know in internet marketing nowadays, they have a course on AI. They're, yeah. they're really falling into it. And, and an integral part of their new courses is about AI and how it can shift what you're doing. And uh, so, but again, AI is just in its beginning stages yeah. and, it's, and it's really shifting a exactly. lot. And it's shifted a lot in just six months. You know, and so it's- exactly. I agree. I agree. And I found um, the same thing through with internet marketing when I first started off. And, and uh, at one point I learned how to design my own website and <laughs> take, take my hand in doing that. And I had hired somebody to do it, but then I got impatient waiting for them to do things. <laughs> to do it. <laughs> and I think one of my things with career shapeshifting is just my impatience. <laughs> exactly. 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 And also at the, at the same at the same time, your willingness to learn very fast because you really wanted to have it done very, very quickly. So, okay, how can I learn this and, you know, get it done? 
Yes, and I, I've had a lot of, one of the really neat things I think about career shape-shifting yes. is the wonderful people I've met. And, yeah. uh, you know, people like Jack uh, Canfield that, you know, gosh, I just love the man, you know, and uh, there are people like that, uh, Joel Kamm in internet marketing, and now he's exactly. not in internet marketing anymore. He's into uh, the blockchain and uh, things like that. And so a lot of the people that I've known in internet marketing are starting to move on to something else that they found a passion for. Exactly. And I think that you find the same thing happening with authors, that authors Great. start off writing books, but they end up becoming teachers or mentors or coaches or other things like that. Exactly. And certainly you're doing that. I'm not sure which came first but you know you've been doing a lot of coaching you're also writing and uh you know you're thinking about now writing some fiction exactly exactly so it's something i never thought to 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 write uh but but fiction is is fabulous in a way that it, it transfer and you you can you know you can transfer your idea in many different ways uh and actually like it or not, people like to read fiction, and uh, like even if I always focus on nonfiction, but still, fiction is 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 popular and uh, and people like it. Um, I, I would also say that learning fast and seeing the future trends and what is happening in the future, and, and being able to forecast the future, that's also a virtue of a shapeshifter. And when you see that the future five years from now, ten, ten years from now, where will be different in different ways. You prepare yourself for that. Uh, and as we said, AI, for example, it's not only the future is, is, is present. So building your next business, your next startup without having that component in means that you'll not be able to compete two, three years down the road, right? So also it's a virtue of being a shapeshifter is forecasting the future, seeing what will happen, seeing the trends, and then come back and plan for that future right now. Yeah, I've seen that a lot with different people and, and how they've shifted. I mean, even Jack Canfield, he shifted from being a, a speaker at one point yes. to being an author. And, exactly. uh, you know, probably one of the most successful authors of all time. Exactly. Uh, I mean, just in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, they've sold over 700 million copies. Uh, it doesn't take long, you know, and it's interesting. He was actually forced to sort of career shape shift within the chicken soup. When one of my friends came along and said, you know, Jack and Mark, they were doing chicken soup for the soul. One, two, three, four. Exactly. That was three. sort of their thought. And then my friend uh, came along and she said, well, you should do a chicken soup for the women's soul. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. suddenly, you know, the most successful book in their franchise is exactly. that book that was brought exactly. to them by, uh, you know, Marcy Shimoff. You know, that said, you know, exactly. you need to do something a little bit different. And exactly. that got them into, you know, so many other books, uh, the Pet Lovers book, the Military Lovers book, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. And, um you know, that had to be exciting to go through that shift 
and, and in a sense be dragged along, almost kicking and screaming <laughs> to exactly. even greater success because somebody came and said, hey, how about this? And, you know, that's like what you were saying. You need to be open to those changes. You need to yeah. be open to, you know, the possibility that you're not just, say, a book author, but you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, exactly. you're an exactly. infinite marketer, you're a coach, and so on. And I think most authors who are really successful shapeshift from being just an author to being many, many other, wearing many different other hats. Many hats, exactly, <laughs> many different hats. I agree. Uh, and I, I recall also another story uh, with with Jack. Uh, so he has, you know, written dozens of, of chicken soup for the soul, but at some point himself, Patty Aubrey, uh, Janet Switzer, the whole team were discussing how to reinvent ourselves. Like, and, and uh, okay, what if I want to go out of this? So they had a very long conversation ended up, you know, coming up with a success principles. Um, so it wasn't really easy because they had a brand, Chicken Soup for Soul, and it was so successful. And at some point, they had to reinvent themselves in, in a, a new way. So they shapeshifted, you know, towards a whole new uh, industry of, of coaching, the success principles. Uh, now they have uh, dozens of, of thousands of, of people who uh are are actually teaching our license teaching the success principles i'm actually one of them and uh it's a whole new story of success as well so also shapeshifters know when to switch even if they are successful in what they are doing but they, they can sense that they reach the peak of their career and there is a need to change and shapeshift in in a, in a way so kudos to them as well because they were able to do it several times <laughs> yeah and you know I've been going through that process myself because I'm bored with marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so a thousand and one ways to market your books. I'm not sure I want to do an eighth edition. You know, yes, yes, I, yes. I think, you know, there's there's more things I want to do with my life. And so, exactly. you know, and for me, part of that has been, you know, a real dramatic transition. I want to write about prayer. Yeah. And and the power of prayer, the which is prayer. and people would say, well, what does that have to do with marketing? And, you know, a, a friend said, you know, one of the best things you can do if you want to market your books is call 1-800-PRAYER. It wasn't that 800 <laughs> number, but it was a, a, a prayer line. And he said, you yeah. know, if you need help, you know, call the prayer line and they can help exactly. you with your marketing. And, uh, you know, I sort of, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer and I really want to spend some time, you know, I'm getting up there in the years. So <laughs> I want to spend a little time talking about uh, prayer yes. and yes. consciousness and in changing lives in other ways. So I probably won't do a new edition of A Thousand and One Ways. I know people keep begging me to do another one. Yeah, but uh, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's we are back to our human nature, right? We get bored uh, quickly. We cannot do the same thing all our life. We expect to do different things and connect those things. And at the end of the day, you go back to all your work or your 
you know, books and you see the diversity, they see the fulfillment that you have, you know, that you were able to pursue different things. And I think that's really part of the joy of life. Yes. It's that ability to shapeshift periodically. And it, it doesn't mean it, that you give up on what you've been doing. I mean, it, I'm exactly. still helping people market their books. You know, I'm still writing about marketing. I still have yes. the, yeah. you know, I'm still blogging about it. I'm doing podcasts about it, yeah. et cetera. So it's not like I'm abandoning it, but I am shape-shifting. Exactly. Not just writing books about it, but actually teaching people through my newsletter, my website, and my podcast. Exactly. And, you know, the danger of, you know, over-specialization, if people stay in the same industry, uh, thinking that change is risky. Uh, like right now, we see what's happening with AI, machine learning, and technological advancements. So, actually, numbers are huge, are scary. That uh, It's expected that 1.1 billion jobs by 2030 either will be completely disappeared or, um, uh, you know, completely transform in many different ways just because of technological advancement. So I would, my question would be, what if your job goes extinct if you don't have other options? But on the other side, if you are shapeshifters, in mythology, shapeshifter is uh, right, a being that is able to change his or her form in many different ways, which means you are immortal. So as a human being, you still have that immortality <laughs> that you can you know, change and, and shift your career a few times. And also you are more in control over your career decisions and you have options to choose from, right? I, I did uh, something like that when I sold my original publishing company uh, to one of my uh, assistants and moved on to do a, create a new publishing company. And, but, and that was all, part of it was that I was tired of managing people and yeah, I just yeah. wanted to write and publish and, you know, do it that way. So, you know, for the past 20 years, I've been a one person publishing company. And yes. the neat thing is that in today's world, especially with things like Ingram spark and so on, you don't have to do all the things that you used to have to do when I started off yeah. where yeah. if you wanted to, you know, I would, when I started off, I had to do it with direct marketing, yes, you know, send yeah. out 10,000 letters to people, uh, things like that, and, and arrange a distribution system and so on. And now with Ingram Spark, you, your distribution is handled. You don't really have to worry about it. It's yeah. not necessarily as good as having a, a distributor, but it's good enough yeah. if you create the market for what you're doing. Exactly. And that's part of it. To me, it's kind of nice to have things go, you know, like you said, well, what if your job gets uh, destroyed? Yeah. And I'm going, when? Sooner, the better. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then I can move on and I feel good about it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I think, you know, at least for me in career shapeshifting, I've never worried about being out of a job because you just create a new one. I agree. I agree. I agree. And we, we talk a bit about reading the future. I think it's it's a skill that Shapeshifter has and, and learn how to develop because it's always about forecasting what will happen in the future and, and seeing what kind of impact you would have. So 
if you see that direction is going somewhere and not able to have an impact on that, so how you can have more options for yourself. And then also reading the future and seeing a problem that is about to happen and finding a, a solution for it and preparing the solution when, when, when the problem is there, I think also is, is a skill that uh, any shapeshifter can learn. Well, it was one of the things that really helped me when I first started off with 1001 Ways, because at that time, you know, the options of publishing were very small. You either sold yeah. to a big publisher or you spent a lot of money self-publishing. And, you know, it was only when the internet came about that the marketing became really actually feasible for many small-time authors and selling direct to people. And, you know, there are so many people now, first-time novelists that have become successful just selling exactly. books, ebooks on Amazon. You know, exactly. so the fact that Amazon came about and then, you know, obviously all the things that are happening with internet marketing, but then print on demand happened. And yes. that really changed the game. Ebooks yeah. and print on demand made it possible for anybody to publish. And exactly. now Ingram Spark is telling people, we're not mm -hmm. going to charge you to upload a book. Yes. So the cost of entry is now zero. Almost you know? exactly. Exactly. Almost I, I mean, technically, it's not zero. I mean, you yeah. still have to write. You have to decide if you're a good editor or cover exactly. designer on your own, or do you hire somebody? And in most cases, especially with cover design, I would say hire somebody. Yes. Um, but even most writers would actually be better off with an editor yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and th so those are some of the things you'd have to make decisions on. So there's still cost to entry if you want to do it really well. But gosh, I mean, you know, there are a million books being published on Amazon now as ebooks every year. And I would say about 8% of them are terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not edited, yeah. you know, and you know, now people are teaching courses saying, oh, you can use AI to write your book. <laughs> and, you know, so now people are thinking, okay, and, you know, I, I'm sort of on the side of the movie industry. So I've been reading yeah. about that and the movie industry is worried that people, you know, as our script writers, are, are people going to use AI to write the movie? And uh, the thing is that when you use AI to write a book or write a movie, you still have to have your intelligence, somebody, a human intelligence, shape the book, shape the movie, and so on. So I don't think we as writers are going to be out of business for a long, long time, even with ChatGBT and other AI programs. I, I agree with you, and I, uh, I always uh think about this is like i wrote a book that is mostly based on my experiences my my the hardships and the challenges and the adversities that i've been through and overcome and the failures and all of those stories and um, no ai how smart it is can write a similar story because it's the story of your hardships is a story of years and years and years of learning and learning by doing failure um so always the uniqueness in every uh, author's story is 
his or her hardships and challenges and what you learn the hard way, I don't think AI can you know, compensate that. Uh, at the end of the day, AI can write a very general book about how to change your career uh, or so using the, the, the domain, all the info that are on, on the domain, but will not be able to go through all those hardships and all those details because it's still as not as smart as human. Uh, I, and I think it would be hard for AI I, I know that you know there there are probably some AI novels out there now, but to me, a novel is about human life. Yes, you know, and I, I'm not sure how AI can replicate the living experience that authors go through that lead them yeah. to write fiction. Yeah, and yeah. so on. So it, it will be interesting to see how it shapes up. I can see how AI can help somebody write a novel, help yes. them to plot out something and so on. And so, you know, I think of it as a tool. In fact, I'm going to be using AI and probably in the next couple of months to do a couple of graphic novels. So I'm going to become a novelist. That's cool. That's but cool. <laughs> it's basically I'm, I'm taking one of my short stories and creating a graphic novel. And then expanding on exactly. <laughs> and expanding so I'm using the images which AI can generate to create uh, a graphic novel, and so I'll become a novelist. That's cool. This is, <laughs> cool. The, this is the back cool. door, you know. Exactly. But that's the things that can happen, and but that is part of being open to uh, shape shifting, exactly. and you know, your concept of career shape shifting to me is just a really great thing, you know, and I, I talked to you about that when we started consulting and I said, you know, you're really onto something here and you should be in the forefront of it and leading Thank the you, charge, John. you know. <laughs> Thank and, you, and John. Like, you know, that's what you're doing. Exactly, like talking on, on forecasting the future, this is how I see the future market is. And I see the future of work is ship shifting. And we need as many ship shifter, like if right now we have 8, 8 billion people at uh, almost 2.78, 2.8 billion of them are full-time workers. So in the future, if that, if that number, you know, doubled or so, we need almost half of them as ship shifters. Uh, so it's, it's really the future uh, of work and, and also thinking how to scale that service and help as many people to become ship shifters. Uh, this is how I ended up starting my fifth career life. So right now I'm, I'm building a tech startup where hopefully all the knowledge and the feedback I got from people that I, I used to coach and train, I would, you know, have it and reflected on a platform where hopefully that platform can help as many people, not hundreds as it used to be in, in the coaching case, hopefully thousands and hundreds of thousands as well. Oh. Will that tech platform be open to other people? Uh, of course, of course. So the idea is to economize the, 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 the cost and the price of changing your career and make it easier and smoother for everybody. And, and hopefully we have millions of people who would shift, shift in a smooth way, uh, bust the myth and then do the orientation in a, like let's say a couple of hours using AI as we, <laughs> we, we, we were talking. And then also do the transformation in the shortest period ever. Learn skills efficiently, fast, and then we have as many shape shifters as as we could. 
<laughs> ah, so you're going to create a world of shapeshifters. <laughs> I know. Hopefully toward 1 billion shapeshifters. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, so we've been talking with Mustafa Amar, uh, author of Time to Move On and uh, uh, the seven career myths that keep you from uh, finding your dream job and what to do about it. And Mustafa, I really enjoyed talking with you and having a conversation with you. I hope I didn't uh, talk too much myself, but no. I'm enthusiastic about what you're doing and the whole idea of career shape-shifting. So I really encourage uh, the people that are listening in here to check out uh, Mustafa. What website would you... Uh, are you ready to announce a website yet? Sure. Thank you so much, John. So I have uh, uh, my website, thepassionmba.com, uh, also mustafaamar.com. Both of them has uh, the book, and also uh, they have some some of those downloadable reports, like the 10 top mistakes to avoid when planning your career transition, and several other uh, interesting stuff, like doing a quiz to know what's your next dream career. So a few of other <laughs> interesting stuff. Right?